Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is September the 12th, 2020. Strong hand, long-term thing, unconfiscatable. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Do not have the new normal. Fitting in is overrated. Personal responsibility is the new counterculture. Deferral of gratification. All right, conviction. Welcome to the golden age, people. Hello, my elite friends. Five-digit realm. If you have questions, and they can be beyond Bitcoin questions, they should be beyond Bitcoin questions. Ask them right here tonight. Type in Bitcoin Meister or do a super chat to get my attention. All right, I see someone already did a Bitcoin Meister over there, so I'll check that out in a second. Let's uh, let's and remember everything I talk about in this video is linked to below. Follow me on Twitter at TechBalt, T E C H B A L T. And uh, all right, so video of normality coming out of Sweden. It's linked to below. Yes, normal. I can't wait to get back to Sweden. I was at Malmo in Malmo, Sweden in 2015, and here here is the quote. Sweden was nearly the only country who stuck to modern science versus regressing to medieval superstition. And now they get the reward back to the old normal freedom, democracy, civil rights, and a great society. And you can see they, they're not wearing masks. They're going on their subway uh, in Stockholm, I believe. Hey. A lot of people uh, predicted doom and gloom for Sweden. I didn't. I said they were doing the right thing, and you can look for your you can look for yourself. Unfortunately, we still have restrictions, travel restrictions. Uh, or I I go there, man. I'd love to see it for myself. <laughs> Seriously. All right. So good job, Sweden, and to all the haters out there. Well, Sweden's uh, Sweden is is the real deal, dudes. Uh, you know, you can't you can't live uh, scared forever. And they were not scared. Good. Good job. Beautiful country. Great place to visit. If you don't have to pay taxes there, it's awesome. <laughs> I Again, I can't wait to, to go back. Uh, and I wasn't planning on going back anytime soon until I saw until after the, all of this happened, because they were the only country on. I mean, Belarus also, but they did it for different reasons. Sweden let their people be free because they followed their constitution. They followed their laws. They weren't going to be a repressive government. They stuck with what they said they always were, and they never they didn't change their mind. So you guys have conviction over there. You didn't compromise. You didn't say, oh, well, now we're not going to be a democracy. Now, now we're going to go against our constitution, okay? It's, it, if I said the word democracy, forget that. They followed their constitution. They followed the rule of law. The rule of law that they had set up, they didn't compromise it like every other country did, including the United States of America. Uh, so great for Sweden. Now, uh, and so, uh, okay, m m next thing here. This is from Pirate Beach Bomb, who always has great Bitcoin comments, but also knows about current events. He, he retweets me uh, sometimes when I tweet about uh, current events. And here it is, 2020 mind control, normal, normalized lockdowns, norm normalized masks, Normalize critical race theory. We'll talk about that later. Normalize multi-genders. Normalize mandatory vaccines. Normalize socialism slash communism. If you don't go along, they are trying to normalize that you are the problem. 
Very good tweet. Very good tweet, dude. And he also had another tweet. Don't be guilted into giving your money to any of these social justice virtue signaling organizations. Buy Bitcoin and invest in you and your family's future. Pound that like button. But most people are uh, guilted into giving into the social justice mob. It is quite amazing. They're quite successful. Social justice mob, you got to give it. They, they, they know that people can be easily guilted. We have millionaires funding their own destruction, fun, funding people who hate them, fun, funding messages that are straight up against them. That, that, is the, that is how powerful guilt is for some people. You know, respect yourselves, people. Respect your success. These people, they don't respect their success. They feel guilty for their success. That is the way of the world. Most, the 80 percenters, they are envious of success, and they make try to make everybody feel bad about success. Strive for greatness, people. Strive for greatness. Be proud of what you've done. Be proud. If you're proud of what you've done, then you're not going to fund something that's going to destroy you, <laughs> that wants to destroy you at least. Towers Comics says, Bitcoin Meister, hey, Adam, I was going to buy a bug out van because the creeping authoritarianism. But with all the money printing, Bitcoin is the best choice, I think. Yeah, it is. I just need your confirmation. Yes, you've got my confirmation. Um, dude, if you're... Oh, with Towers, you're in Canada, I think. I was about to say, <laughs> if you're in the United States, you really don't need a bug out van, okay? Uh, if you, you can just, you know, if your state or your city gets bad... You get in your car and you go to another city or state, which will not be bad. Uh, and then you'll have Bitcoin, but your dollars are still going to be good anyway, and you'll still have access to your bank account. That they not, we're going to have a, it's going to be a messy time around the election. I mean, parts of the internet could be turned off beforehand. We're going to talk about that, but um, in the United States, at least. We got 50 states, 50 different experiments. South Dakota is a lot different than uh, San Francisco. Okay, a lot different. And I, I'm gonna make a bold. I'm gonna make a bold prediction here. Uh, no matter what happens in the in the election, uh, there's not. If you're in South Dakota, the it's nothing's going to change at all. Like the, the day the day before, the day after, the week before, the week after. You'll be fine. I mean, there's just not. I mean, nothing will be different at all. So. Uh, Again, there's people try to overcomplicate things. I, I, you know, I need a bug out van. I need to, you know, all this. You take, you, know, you just if your city gets bad, you leave, and then your city will be all right. I mean, uh, things things will get better. I mean, I was in L.A. Uh, I did this very show on what was it, May the thirtieth, and literally the two blocks away from me, there was looting going on. I mean, there was rioting, looting. But then I walked. I, I went running the next day. <laughs> and it was messy outside, but life life went on. I, I flew out of LAX. But we'll, we'll talk about what's going to happen around the, the, the election in a second. Hello, my elite friend, says Taval. Hello, speaking about Canadians. Now, what's going on in Canada, I really cannot comment on. because I've, I've heard different things. I mean, the, the men up there are, are unfortunately, they... Uh, they're, they're quite compliant, it seems like, much more than the Americans. Okay, plenty of Americans are compliant, but there are plenty of people speaking up. And all their states, you know, depending on what state you're on, and, I mean, there are no lockdowns in certain states now. It's totally fine. I mean, you go about your normal business like it was everything was, you know, there is no new, new normal in South Dakota and, and places like that. Now, in Canada, I cannot just Canada, it's it's pretty, there's some parts of it that's it's 
pretty bad. Things are still shut down from what I heard, but I'm not there. Uh, what do you think the next major milestone for Bitcoin will be, says CryptoBeacon77? The next major milestone? Oh, well, in, in my head, it, my my opinion is uh, whenever it turns to its all, we're one day closer to an all-time high. The day, the day it gets to its uh, all-time high. That, uh, that, that'll be very big. There'll be a lot of FOMO, a lot of news stories, a lot of new people coming into the space. That's, that's going to trigger a lot of stuff. So, I mean, one, you know, for insiders, for people that are in the bubble, the Bitcoin bubble, I think when it closes above its previous monthly high, uh, monthly closing high, that'll be nice. But I mean, that's just for, that's not going to, no one's even going to understand what that is outside of Bitcoin, okay, outside of cryptocurrency. But that, that, that's, in, in our bubble, I think that's that's one to keep an eye on. I'm, I'm personally keeping an eye on that to see, um, and I don't believe it'll be September either. Um, I think it's more likely to be, you know, December. It, it, December, if it closes, I think above 14,000, I think the previous monthly high, all-time high for a close of the month was like fourteen thousand or something like that. So, yeah, I, I, that'll be that'll be big for Bitcoin insiders. But we're one day closer to an all-time high, no matter what the day, and that will be a very big milestone. Uh, and I know some of you are saying, "Well, I, I want a milestone that doesn't have anything to do with money. It doesn't have to do, you know, some technical accomplishment." Well, first of all, that that's for just a small minority of the people in the Bitcoin bubble. All right, uh, uh, some technical accomplishment. And that that'll be uh, store signatures. That, that I mean, but who cares? I mean, <laughs> I mean, no one no one outside of our space cares about that. That's a, there's a, there's not a bunch of institutions that are going to invest because of that. They don't care. <laughs> the institutions that invest in the Bitcoin don't don't care about it being a uh, a way you you know they don't they don't care about the pri- any privacy aspects, any speed aspects, uh, microtransaction aspects, anything like that. They care about it as a store of value, as gold 2.0. They care about it as something that is a, a limited supply, and it's, it's always been a limited supply. That's not changing, and that, that'll never change. That's key. But hey, an, another big thing that I just thought of. But we are the micro when when we get more and more micro strategies. But that's an overtime thing. Uh, the the more larger companies that keep some of their cash in Bitcoin instead of in Fiat. Adam and, and Taval Dakris, thank you everyone for the question. Taval Dakris said five Canadian dollars. Thank you, dude. And he says, Adam, did you see what our prime minister did? He made uh, an African-American, well, African-Canadian entrepreneur fund. What a joke. What's next? Uh, a, uh, a small person fund, a, a trans fund, an asthma fund. Yeah, it's it's picking winners and losers. I mean, it's it's totally it's biased. It's, it's biased against the people who don't, who aren't part of those categories. You, you can't pick favorites. That the government isn't here to pick favorites and, and to to pick pick to judge who the victims are. It, it'll always anger someone. And but that's the way governments act today. That's just the way it is. We have we have to deal with it. So, some governments are more obvious than others. Uh, your your prime minister is. I mean, that's quite obvious. But. Uh, you know, having an African Canadian uh, entrepreneurial fund—that's nothing compared to when the United States does uh, reparations. I mean, it'll dwarf that. <laughs> it, it, it'll dwarf that. So, hey, this is this is what we're this is what we're living in in the in the present. 
what what I'd say to everyone is not to worry about that stuff too much. All of that um, is printing money. All of that devalues whatever fiat you're in. So don't be in that fiat. Don't be in that fiat and don't get don't waste your time arguing about these these type of things. Uh, it's politics is and is is for the unproductive class. It's for the eighty percenters. Be productive. You're like okay, yeah. So the, so the politicians they're not being very productive. They're they're destroying fiat and, and picking winners and losers and, and, and favorites. I'm going to ignore it all. I'm going to be in a Bitcoin overlay and I'm going to be productive. That's that's what I advise everyone. And I also advise them to pound that like button and that retweet button. I just sent uh, I just posted a retweet in the chat so you guys can easily click on it and retweet it. All right, back to the your, my regularly scheduled uh, whatever I was going to talk about here and. Uh, Let's talk about the United Nations here. I, I was uh, not not surprised by this, but they're using the the, the virus to uh, take a shot at men. <laughs> I mean, what, what will they think of next year? The 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 pandemic is de- this is a quote. The pandemic is demonstrating. It's linked to below. The pandemic is demonstrating what we all know: millennia of millennia patriarchy have resulted in a male-dominated world with a male-dominated culture which damages everyone, everyone, women, men, girls, and boys. This is the time to rebuild a more equal, inclusive, and resilient, soci- and resilient societies. <laughs> All right, so there were a lot of bad words. There were a lot of words in there. Equal, they want to, re- they want to use the virus to, to rebuild a society to make it more equal. Well, that's force because if everyone is equal – you have to force everyone to be equal. You have to take away from some and, and redistribute. That's pretty bad. Um, inclusive. That, that's a nice SJW buzzword. We have to make society more inclusive. Here, compete. Don't complain. I mean, th- this is all complaining. So there's a virus, and now they're going to use the virus to complain about men and say that things aren't inclusive, things, and we need to force people to be equal. They can't compete. This is, is pure envy. I, I advise everyone, keep on competing, keep on being productive, and laugh at the people who think that's that it's legitimate to say uh, to use a virus to say that oh now uh, men men control everything. Women have all the opportunity out there. Every in the United States, at least, you can be anything, dude. Anyone can be anything. There's so many uh, so much opportunity uh, and freedom uh, when when you're not in a lockdown state, at least. <laughs> All right. Uh, Amazon is so we're, we're talking about picking winners and losers. So when the United States or, or, or a state um, you know, shuts down certain businesses but leaves other ones open, then they're picking. It's it's fascism. It's picking. It's the state saying this is the, I, I favor this industry. I favor this business. And I'm going to support this business with funds. It's a totally a status-controlled uh, environment there, okay? But, but by shutting down local mom-and-pop businesses, who has benefited? Who has benefited from all of this? Now, I don't know if this was the intention of the, the governors and the president and the Congress people, but this is what happens when you interfere with the, uh, with the economy, when you don't th- let things run naturally. Amazon is hiring 33,000 new employees with an average compensation package worth $150,000. Is it? Wow. Amazon's doing good. I mean, that, that's pretty good. Well, so is everyone going to end up working for Amazon one day because the government, uh, 
had policies where they they picked the winners. They picked you know it's the big boys, the the big giant corporate monoliths uh, like Amazon. And Amazon is great. What Amazon does is great. It run by a genius, uh, but the, the government policy uh, has helped them an incredible amount uh, during this last few months. It cannot be denied. They're hiring 33. Who else is hiring now? I mean, are the restaurants that are all shutting down all over the place? They're not hiring. They're, they're, they're going down the tubes. Um, no, but uh, so you can work at Amazon now. If you, I mean, $150,000, that's darn good. Now, I would assume you'll have to have certain qualifications, but Amazon is politically correct too. So if you are, if you're not qualified and you're of some uh, victim group, you I mean, go ahead. <laughs> they, they're private. I mean, they, they're woke. They, there's, they have so much money. They can be woke. They, they can, they can do that. Um, now, there's some, comp there's some companies that try to be woke, and they're going to go broke. But Amazon, they, they. Now, the funny thing is, Amazon, they just do that woke thing to fit in. Okay, to fit in to keep some customers at the top level. His Apparently, Bezos has like a you know like a Politburo, like his sixteen most important guys, and they're all men. They're all men. There's no there's no minorities or anything like that there. Uh, so, and people have complained about that, but he totally ignores that because you know, they, they they can get away with it. Okay, whatever. That, that's the way of the world today. Most people are so mindless. They just need to see flat, like they need to go to Amazon's website and it says we love BLM or whatever. Okay, that's good enough. We're not going to bother them. Uh, they 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 put up the BLM sign, huh? All right, so the Amazon has been picked as, as, as a winner by the government, whether it be directly or indirectly, there, there's no doubt about it. This is what uh, government interference does. All the people all, all the people out there that are you know hippies and everything, we need a lockdown, we need to protect the sick and innocent. Well, this is what you get. You, you, you lock down you lock down everybody, these big corporate giants that you hate, like Amazon, well that you hate sometimes when they don't put up their BLM sign. Um, they, they, they're the big winners. Now, there's something funny. This is sort of a joke, but it's probably true. Uh, we talk about how after the election that the virus will just go away. There's plenty of you that say that. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Biden wins. Just like uh, on May the 30th, when we had riots all across the United States, the virus went away for like a few days. People, there's no coverage. Of the, it, it seemed like it was over. I thought they were going to forget about it. But uh, we, we, are, we do joke about and and say somewhat seriously that if Biden wins on November 3rd, um, the virus will probably be gone. And they won't be talking about any virus on November 4th. Everything will be fine. Everyone will be healthy again. But no more news stories, no, no more numbers, no more scary uh, articles about teachers and children. And it just is just amazing how that works. Okay. I mean, how that, it, it, if that happens, if they, if that can be pulled off, it shows you how stupid. Uh, so many of the 80 percenters are uh, the, how much they worship their TVs. OK, and if, if that can be pulled off, if Biden wins and then on November the 4th, the, there's no more talking about the virus. Everyone forgot about the virus. Then you better believe. Uh, how can you doubt that uh, the dollar is not going to remain the, uh, the dominant currency uh, of the world? I mean, it's much easier to say, you know, just keep on using the dollar. The dollar is the world reserve currency than to say, hey, there's no more virus anymore. I mean, all right, because no one questions the dollar. Hardly anyone questions the dollar. People question the virus narrative. Plenty of people do. Um, all right, now, what do we have here? Oh, let's go to your questions. We have other things over there. I see misinformations in the house. Good to see her. Uh, Crypto Beacon, 
okay, says IRS. Yeah, I was. I'm going to talk about this on my next show, actually, on probably tomorrow. IRS offered a bounty up to $625,000 for anyone who can break uh, purportedly untraceable privacy coins such as Monero, as well as uh, transactions on the uh, Bitcoin's Lightning Network. Yeah, they did. <laughs> so, they, they, I mean, it, that's that, the, the bigger story there is that, that, there's so, that the government is disturbed by privacy coins. And that they don't have enough people in government that understand cryptocurrency to um, to try and crack Monero. So they just uh, offered they, – they outsourced it. Um, now, will they be – I don't know if they're going to be able to do that, okay? But hey, compete, don't complain. <laughs> they're, they're, uh, they're, they're competing in the only way they know, they know how. I, I, I'm not – you know, I tell everybody, just Bitcoin's my thing. So if Monero gets cracked, what's that mean to me? I mean, if the government is, you got to hand it to the Monero people. It's it's an the government is worried about it. I mean, so the government and clearly the government doesn't have enough crypto resources. So that's less of a the government is more likely to be accepting a Bitcoin. It's clear the government is accepting a Bitcoin. And uh, that they've, you know, they've allowed banks to now store it. Uh, so I don't, I know, I don't approve of the government trying to uh, crack Monero and, uh, you know, just saying this this currency is a good currency. I, I believe the government should compete and not complain and let every currency out there. Let anyone have a currency. Let Facebook have a currency. Let Monero, who, whoever did Monero, have a currency. <laughs> Uh, but that's just you know that, that's the, that's the way that's not the world we live in. There are a lot of virtue signalers in government. They know if they can tell us some constituents, oh, we cracked a private uh, cryptocurrency that was privacy oriented and uh, it was involved with bad things. Oh, look, we saved you from bad things, people. They'll, they'll, they'll get some votes. They'll they'll get some goodwill. Um. So now. Also, the, the, yeah, trying to do something with Lightning Network. Um, okay, let, let them try to – I don't know what really what they could do bad with Lightning. Because Lightning Network uh, transactions supposedly can be private. Well, I mean that's not the best part of Lightning Network. So if that aspect of Lightning Network went away, the supposed private aspect of it, that really wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I mean there's going to be other – privacy solutions with Bitcoin. And there's already, you know, you can use mixers and everything if, if you're so concerned about privacy and Bitcoin. All right. Uh, remember, people, just type in Bitcoin Meister or uh, do a super chat and to ask questions and we'll get back to the schedule right here. Okay, moving on. Uh, so let's talk about what a comfortable world, a world of abundance that we live in today, okay? At least in the United States, in the Western world, we, we used to have people starving. There were people starving in, in, in the Western world, um, probably even in the United States. Right now, it, it's the opposite in the Western world. We all have to admit that. People aren't starving. People are morbidly obese. There, there's too much food. There's too much of everything. People are so comfortable. There's, there's many households out there. They don't have to do any work. They just get a government check. They don't clean. They don't do anything. They sit and watch TV. And they can worry or they can 
They can do anything. But there are a lot of people with a lot of time on their hands. And some of them have become screaming Karens and trying to, you know, guilt other people and say that fear is a virtue. So fear is a virtue for some people. People love to be in a constant state of fear now. And if you're not in fear, you're a bad person. Uh, but with all that in mind, we're going to have more hypochondriacs. There are more hypochondriacs out there. Okay. So, you know, if, if you're bored, why not become a warrior? Why not, why not, you know, if you can't get attention any other way, why not say that you're sick or think you're sick? You can make yourself sick. Okay. In your head, you can make, because you're not healthy. Most people aren't healthy to begin with. Okay. So they're all good. Everyone's going to have aches and pains and restless leg syndrome. Or I mean, do you think restless leg syndrome is a real thing? I mean, or is that just a modern Western world disease, disease, quote unquote disease? Okay. So when, when for the last, since February or March, we've been hearing nonstop from the media. And as you know, some people just worship the TV that there's, there's, there's sickness everywhere that you need to be scared and there's sickness everywhere. So, of course, some people who actually got sick, whatever they got, uh, they're going to think they're going to be sick forever. Uh, they're called long haulers, okay? They think they have the virus forever. They, they, they're, they're done with it, but they still feel sick. They're still thinking of excuse. They still want attention. They still It's in their head, okay? Because, again, most of the people who felt it in the first place weren't, weren't healthy to begin with. So, of course, you know, now they, they got it on their mind. They want attention. It's a virtue to be fearful. So I'm just saying in 2021, even if Biden's president, this long hauler thing is going to be a new thing. They're just going to be people like, yeah, man, it never went away with me. I still have aches and pains. It's still take care of me. I'm suing this person. I'm suing. I need more. I need free medical care. You have to give me free medical care because I, I had uh, I had it once and now it just it'll never go. People. There's a lot of people trying to scare people about the long-term ramifications of it. Some people, after they've had the flu, some people, after they've had the cold or strep throat, they still feel sick a month later, okay? There's plenty of reasons why. It might be in their head. It might be because they were just – they're just unhealthy people. Most Americans are going to – especially now. Where, where are most Americans going now, okay, since stores or other types of stores are closed? They're going to the supermarket, Okay. They're getting their TV dinners. They're getting frozen nonsense, uh, just filled with all sorts. So when you're when you're feeding yourself horrific, it's not even food. You are what you eat. So you're going to be sick constantly. It's not because <laughs> it, it, it's you still don't have the flu that you got a month ago. You just, you just you've always been sick, dude. And now you're feeling it because you're thinking about it because you you live in such a society with such abundance. You have nothing else to think about. You don't have a job. Um, you want attention. And so, yeah, you, you, this long and other, so you talk about your, your never ending disease. Other people see that you got attention. So they'll talk about it. And it's, this will be a 2021 thing. The long haulers, they call them. All right. But, uh, yeah, a disease in your mind, hypochondria. It's, it's, it's a growing thing in this comfortable society. And it's, um, you know, People can make, and I, I linked to uh, Alex Berenson talking about this long haul stuff, okay? Uh, and yeah, they have a lot of time on their hands. And we're already at a point where people are convincing themselves that they're another sex, okay? So if people can, continue, if people can look down their pants and see they have a penis, 
and think they are another sex, then of course, I mean, it's much easier to think that you're sick, that, you know, I've, I've got this disease that won't go away. I mean, it, it takes a lot more to, to look at your penis and think you're, you're not a man. Um, so we, we've already, so it's, it's not, it's, it's to be expected in, in this society, in this comfortable society today. All right. Now, what do we, what do we got here? Um, Ayn, Ayn Rand, Atlas Shrugged. All right. People said I should read it. They said I should read it for years and years. And I have started uh, the, the audio book, actually. And I, I like it. It's, it's, it's definitely good. Um, you know, having people recommend it to me um, over the years, I, I obviously know the theme of it. I know parts of it. Uh, but they, they, so there are some things uh, that are surprising so far. And the theme so far and that in general, people in the modern world dislike success, okay? There's so many people out there are envious of success and think that you should feel bad about your success. And many people like to feel bad about their success and like to give to and, and to make themselves feel better. They, they give to people who are vocal about uh, putting down people about success, Uh and many people want to be popular. That's another thing. And people easily give in to be popular. But fitting in is overrated, as I said. Fitting in is overrated. Uh, but, but plenty of people do not believe that. They want to fit in. They want to join the – and this was written in 1957. It, it's amazing this was written in 1957 because some of it sounds like what's going on today uh, with, with people envious of success. Uh, the 80%, the 80%ers will always be a, jealous of success and just productivity. Not everyone can be productive. And it, it's so true. 20% of the people um, create 80% of the productivity out there. And that's where I, I originally came up with 20% or an 80%er, but you can extrapolate it quite a bit. Uh, but even the 20%ers, so many of them feel guilty and uh, want to fit in and are not proud. And you should be proud. So uh, good good book so far. It's a long book, obviously. And yeah, I'm trying the audio book thing because I couldn't get a uh, – I'll go into the how you can also get the audio book for free like I did uh, in a future show, okay? So I, I, I'm, I'm not going to get uh, – where I am right now in Asheville, there's no point in, in getting the physical book. Uh, because I'm not taking it on the plane with me. <laughs> I'm not buying it, first of all. And uh, – I'm not, I'm not borrowing it from anyone here or, or going to a lot. I don't think libraries are even open here. I'm not sure. But uh, so I, I, I took the modern route and found the free version. Okay. Online audiobook. So this is my first audiobook of my life, by the way. I'm much more so a person who reads. Okay. Uh, but of course, video, and I'm playing it at 1.75x, by the way. Not at 2x. I want to 1.75x just to make sure, you know, it's, it's all getting in there. Uh, all right. Now, what do we have? Oh, I came up with the other day. I was thinking a measure of practical intelligence, okay, is how many life hacks you can come up with. <laughs> Think about that one for a second. I might tweet that out. I don't usually tweet things like that out. But a measure of practical intelligence is how many life hacks you can come up with. Because I mean, if, if you come up with enough life hacks, man, you're, you're living it, baby. Um, 
you don't have to. I mean, you, you know my life hacks. <laughs> getting the big, getting the Bitcoin in 2013, <laughs> that was one. Uh, no, but not not having a house, not having a car, just going from one Airbnb to another, finding onions on the side of the road, you know, et, cetera, et cetera. All right, uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna save that one. All right, let, let me see. Don't don't see any, no one's doing the Bitcoin Meister or the super chat. I see people are talking back and forth. Uh, all right, moving on. Someone said Bitcoin 2030. I did see that out of the corner of my eye. We got to, oh, here. Oh, this was from CNN. Classic tweet from CNN. Tell me what you think this means. An elementary school teacher died of virus complications a week into the start of the school year in South Carolina. So that sounds pretty bad, you know. An elementary school teacher died from the virus a week into the start of the school year. So you would think that, you know, with that type of title saying, hey, I mean, where, where's the clickbait on that, okay? You know, it's, it's scary. The, the clickbait is, oh, maybe my, uh, my kid's teacher is going to get sick and, and die. Well, the weird thing is this elementary school teacher – was teaching virtually. She, she never entered a uh, never entered a school. wasn't around kids at all. That's interesting. You wouldn't get that from the headline there, from the clickbait. And of course, if you look at the picture, she was morbidly obese. So uh, this it's just amazing how dishonest CNN is. It, it, it really they have no shame. They have no shame. I mean, it, it, it's clearly trying to scare people. An elementary school teacher died of virus complications a week into the start of the school year in South Carolina. It has nothing to do with the school year or being a teacher that she died. It has nothing to do with that. Nothing at all. She was home and morbidly obese. That happens to, you know, people that are home and they're morbidly obese. They, die, they get sick with all sorts of things. Here's, here, here's a life hack. <laughs> Eat healthy. Don't become morbidly obese. It'll, it'll save you a lot of money and time. You won't become a, a slave to the freaking uh, health system. A lot of people who were – well, okay, we're not going it, to – it's sad, but a lot of people who were uh, funding the, the health system with their, their various ailments are being taken out by this uh, virus. Okay? Because it, it's something that it, – it's it's uh, yeah, it's weeding out some people that were in really bad shape but didn't know it. You know, that's the thing. Most people, you see someone who's forty years old or even thirty-five years old or whatever, and they're they're huge, they're huge. But you don't think they're on death's door because it's so normal now. It's so normal to look like that. Um, but they really are, and we're just we've just entered a period where there's where there's a bug going around that uh. Wakes those people up like, yeah, dude, you are on death's door. <laughs> you know, we, we're living in a great time of technology that has allowed those type of people to be at death's door for really a long period of time. But uh, this is, uh, this is, I mean, I hope it wakes people up. I really hope it wakes people up so that people who, it can be reversed. You don't have to be morbidly obese. You, you, you just start eating healthy and moving around. Uh, and you know, I, I, on, a, on a show recently, um, I said that uh, on, on Saturday – let me let me go over this again for everyone. 
Uh, I'm Jewish. I think people know that. And so we have something called Shabbat, the Sabbath. And, you know, religious Jewish people don't do anything on the Sabbath. They don't use electricity. They don't do anything. Now, am I perfect? No, I'm not perfect, okay? Um, but what I do, even before the passing of my father, this has been a tradition of mine, um, with this show, with my channel, I don't, I don't do shows during the Sabbath, all right? So that's from Friday sundown, wherever I am, Friday sundown, until Saturday sundown. So This Week in Bitcoin is always before Friday sundown. And then the next show, Beyond Bitcoin, is after Saturday sundown. And on a recent, and I told people, you know, you know, don't don't con- don't send me DMs. Then I don't really go on the internet. Then I'm not, and just don't email me. Then please, you know, I try to have a break from all of this stuff. This is this Bitcoin thing is a 24 hour, uh, seven day a week thing, and I, I've I've really become a, a big part of it, and it's a it's a tremendous part of my life. I, I enjoy it. It's changed my life for the better in such a positive way. But I, I you know, we all need some time off. And um, I asked recently uh, in, in a video, please, please, please don't DM me. Do not email me during Shabbat. Just, just give me some time off. Give me some time off so that when I come back, I don't have a bunch of stuff that I have to get, you know, get back to. Just be, be respectful. I said that on a video and it was kind of the test to see, you know, who actually pays attention to the words I'm saying or who's just looking at my shirt. Well, sure enough. Shabbat ends today. I checked my DMs. I had more DMs than I had last Saturday night. So I'm going to ask again. People, please. I, I, I'm asking nicely. I'm asking real nicely. And for the people who sent me DMs, I'm not answering your, I'm not going to answer your DMs. I'm just not going to answer them. Because I asked for people not to do this. So I'm going to ask again. I'm going to ask again. Guys, on, on, during Shabbat, can you not contact me at all? And, and here's the thing. I do these shows you can ask me all the questions in the world that you're going to ask me over DM, okay? Just do it now. Do it during my shows. I have seven shows a week where you can ask me questions, okay? And you can DM me other times a week, but I, I would prefer if you just got a question, just ask it during the show. It adds to the show. You know, that, that's good. So they, there again, there's the reminder. I, I know a lot of people, again, are not paying attention or don't have listening comprehension skills. I don't. I, I hope you can improve your listening comprehension skills where you can actually understood what understand what I said so that you can be successful in life because you do need listening comprehension skills. All right. So Ken Bozak said, how goes it, bro? Uh, have, have a Shabbat. Yes, it was a good Shabbat. Thank you, Ken Bozak, for the 420. Very nice, always. And everybody, check out this week in Bitcoin. Ken Bozak was awesome. He was on it. And then check out the day before, Andy Hoffman. I had uh, him on my Thursday uh, Q&A show. And every Thursday... I'm going to have a guest on where you can ask them questions or you can ask me questions. So you don't have to ask me questions over DM or email during Shabbat. Thank you. All right. Let's see. Uh, What do we got here? Yeah, I already said that politics is not for the productive class. It's it's a waste of time, 20 percenters. So, yes, you, you can keep your eye on politics. But it's it's a very it's not a very productive industry, is it? I mean, what do they produce? What does politics produce? In the end of the day, it, it allows a sociopath to take power and redistribute funds to his friends or his or her friends. Now, uh, but I, I do the one thing about politics that I I don't think there should be limits on can, on campaign contributions or anything like that, because that that does fuel the political industry. It does. 
uh, you know, it, it, it gets, it, instead of, uh, it, it creates, it creates some welfare for marketing agencies and, and such. And uh, I, I don't think there should be limits on, on the amount of money that, that can be thrown at these politicians. All right. I, I, I think the campaign finance rules, uh, they probably like, like all regulations, uh, they stifle growth. They stifle productivity. So with, within politics, if you're built, if, you know, the market has spoken. There are people that live through politicians. So there's certain people, it is a productive endeavor for them. It, it's like, it's like a game. It's like a sport. So that's why I think uh, if some people are addicted to it, if, if that's their pastime, then I, I, I don't, I don't see why there are limits on the amount of money that can be blown on it because most of it is just a complete waste. But uh, let, let some third parties make some money off of it. The marketing agencies or, or whoever. But don't, don't live your life through other people. That's that's all that politics is. Okay. So what is the? I, I keep talking about this from week to week. Um, what is the third, the third big event of 2020? We had uh, riots. We had disease. And I, I it's pretty obvious it's going to be around the election. And we're going to talk about. Uh, Podesta admits some things in a, in a war game scenario I'm going to get to. But here's a different one I've heard. Uh, some of these social media people, we're going to see how biased social media is, okay? Uh, if a few days before the election, uh, all of a sudden the major social media players start to have incredibly weird and strange technical difficulties, like where they're completely offline or where like certain uh, certain voices are just turned off or not working properly. Or if like, I wouldn't say, I don't think the internet is going to go down in the United States, but if the internet slows down, something weird happens like that. Just totally internet based, which is like unprecedented, some unprecedented internet quote-unquote disaster. Now, I don't think it would be a disaster if Facebook goes offline on November 2nd and November 3rd. I don't think that would be a disaster. I think we're all big boys. That's not the end of the world. But it would be quite a big story, wouldn't it? So I, I have, or if Google didn't work right <laughs> during those uh, 48 hours, uh, that it would be unprecedented and would definitely be a, a tremendous story in, in a normal year. So keep an eye on that. I'm not. I'm not predicting that. I'm definitely not predicting the entire internet going down. That I'm not predicting. Um, but I mean, maybe some service providers all of a sudden stop working or something. So weird stuff. Who, who, who knows? So keep an eye on that. That's that's different. When I'm going to talk about when I talk about this John Podesta stuff. Now I want to talk about critical race theory that was in my title. I see there are more questions. We're going to get to that in a second in the audience. Ben Shapiro. I linked to it below. He had a great explanation of what critical race theory is and how it's kind of the underlying intellectual basis for some of the nonsense we're seeing out on the streets today. Now, you ask some of these people that are screaming BLM or, you know, that, that are looting. They don't know about critical race. They don't care about critical race theory. But it's something that intellectuals can say is the legit, the legitimate. It's not legitimate. 
the legitimate basis for all the anger and jealousy and frustration that's out there, okay? So what is the basis? What is critical race theory? All systems are driven by racial power, okay? Everything is about, boils down to racial power. It's not about the, in, it's not about individual accomplishments. It's about which race can gain power in, uh, in different fields, different aspects of life. And the, if there's a dominant race, then if, 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 if it appears that one race has so many successful people, if you can uh, stereotype and, uh, and blame a certain race for, you know, oh, they're, they're the wealthy race, they're the powerful race, then they, they're, they're, they're in charge. Then all the systems that have put them into power, you know, um, forget that it's individuals accomplished everything. No, the individuals accomplished nothing. It's they're only in power because of the systems the race set up. So you, as a as a member of another race, the other race uh, has every right to destroy the institutions and the systems that put the other race in power. Obviously. If one race is more powerful, okay, if one race is more dominant, because we don't care about individuals, then, uh, they, then, they, the, then the systems are all racist. Then everything is racist. You can say everything is racist. Because why is that race dominant? Well, because everything is racist. Because uh, capitalism is racist. That it, capitalism is the system. I mean, it really isn't the system, but it's, it's a major aspect of the system. Um, and... The, this race is in power, so we need to get rid of capitalism. The Electoral College, um, we've been doing it this way for 200 years, and one race has been – so th that, that has to be – we have to get rid of that. And so property rights, property rights, that's, that's racist. Um, yeah, because that's one, – one race has a lot of property, and clearly we need to make that equal. So there's no such thing as – so I have the right to loot and take. So you see how this devolves into complete chaos complete chaos and then they're, they're, again there are plenty of so people can give quote-unquote legitimate theories uh critical race theory uh for why chaos is okay now there are other people that are chaos to bring down the system to uh, establish a, a system of equality uh, of of all the not of all the races but of all the uh Whatever, <laughs> how much money everybody makes? What is it? I can't even think of the world word. This happens to me, at, you know, at midnight sometimes. Uh, what's, what, what am I looking for? Oh, good. Uh, there's, there's racial inequality, and then there's uh, come on, someone think of the world, and then I, the word I can't think of here. All right, um, all right, but 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 that 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 I can't think of a simple freaking word. It uh, doesn't matter. I think you guys. It class, class. I couldn't think of the word class. <laughs> Marxist is about is, is about you know uh, bringing all, making all the classes equal, you know, and that involves you know getting really just getting rid of the rich people, which is which is sickening uh, onto itself. So yeah, Ben Shapiro does a great explanation of uh, critical race theory. It's it's good to be familiar with it, um, but no, life is not driven by racial power. You've got to get your individuals. It's individuals. It's the individual mind that accomplishes things. Okay, Bill Gates isn't Bill Gates because of uh, uh, a drive for uh, uh, 
supremacy of his race. That that that's that's not why he's Bill Gates. He's a smart guy. He worked hard. Okay, and and anybody can. So, but I mean, we we have people now. I mean, this theory. If you really believe in this theory, you can. Well, there's a, a property rights are, are, are racist. <laughs> I mean, and that that's a huge basis of society of civilized society. If there are no property rights, there's just total chaos. There's no um, there's no civilization at all. So yeah, the, the skate it's it's worse it's worse than scapegoating. I mean it's 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 ultra scapegoating when you when you say it's uh every, when you boil everything down the race that way. Uh, totally the opposite of personal responsibility when it's when it's just race envy. When you got, when you just got to be worried about, only worried about race. It's, it's only, it's everything's race. Everything's race. No. All right. So he, here's a story. Well, okay. Wait. Before I get to the story, let me get to the questions. Um, Robert, hang on. Robert, it's good to see Robert. Do you think Monero can be hacked? Not hacked. Not hacked is different than being traced. Um, I think they, they'll be able to trace it. Yes. I do not think it could be hacked. Hacked means you have a Monero wallet and someone can steal the Monero out of it. So I don't think it could be hacked. I think, uh, and, and that's what the, the government is trying to pay people to uh, de-anonymize it. I think it could be de-anonymized. I think it probably can be. I've heard different things. It doesn't worry me. Um, Roman Q says, I must have missed the explanation. Why isn't this show being streamed on the backup channel? Um, I just because because people are most people are uh, eighty percenters and they they can't they're algorithm slaves. They they will not find the show on the backup channel. They I can tweet it out. I can tell. I can scream it to the mountaintops. I can link to it below. But most people will not find it. It's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. But uh, and so the show takes me an hour. Every every show goes an hour. OK, that I do this Beyond Bitcoin show. And I'm not going to do it just on the backup channel and not and not have it be watched. OK, I want people to see this thing. All right. So it's just it's it's unfortunate that it's got to be that way. Um, but no, most most people can't find it on the backup channel. They just they're not that talented. They, they go to whatever – most of you watching this are only watching this because you got it in some, some reminder or in your feed or whatever because of the algorithm, because of the algorithm. And it's pathetic. It's pathetic. And uh, I, I, I'll call the people – I don't care if you're my follower or you're my fan. If you can't find my backup channel, you're pathetic. It's just you're an algorithm slave. You're nothing but an algorithm slave, which most people are um, today. And, uh, dude, if you want success in life, you, you got to be able to – Find stuff on your own. And I have gone over this a million times. When I say check out the links below, that's like a proactive thing to do. It's not that hard. I mean, a little kid can do that, but most people don't do that. Most people watch whatever they're told by YouTube, whatever they're told by Twitter, whatever comes up in their feed, whatever's popular on Facebook, whatever is thrown in their face. They can't read. They can't like look. They can't listen. You know, when I say check out Ben Shapiro, they're not going to check out Ben Shapiro. They're only going to check out Ben Shapiro if the algorithm pops it up for them. And these are the same people, the same people who complain, oh, YouTube's too powerful. The government needs to break them up. And, but you're the ones who don't even go to BitChute and watch things. You're the ones who watch whatever YouTube tells you to. I mean, and I've gone over this many times. Okay. So it's obviously, 
I'm quite proud of the fact <laughs> that I am not an algorithm slave. Clearly, um, I, I with the whole the whole way my whole take on Twitter is I go to people's Twitter feeds and I read their Twitter feeds. I I never go to my main, you know, all the people that I follow on Twitter and whatever Twitter serves up to me. I never see that page. I never see that page where Twitter serves up to me. Never, never. I go to people's Twitter feeds every single day. Every single day, there are people I check out on Twitter. I use it as a web page. So I'm, I'm when it comes to Twitter, especially, uh, I, I am not an algorithm slave. But again, when I'm watching Yaron Brook or Ben Shapiro, I mean, and the way I even found out about Yaron Brook was not because YouTube told me about it. Is because somebody uh, he was a guest on a show or something like that, and I looked the people up that I find interesting. I mean. Use a search engine. <laughs> people don't even use the YouTube search engine. People don't even use the Twitter search engine. Uh, uh, I'm predicting. So hope set hope. What an ironic name here for what you say. I'm predicting civil war after the election. Unfortunately, I'm not. <laughs> Dude, how I, how fat are most Americans? They're going to go fight in a civil war. They're going to go fight. There's going to be no. There's no civil war. Do you know what a civil war is, dude? It's like the, the country splits in half. Uh, and the, the, each side has tanks, starts shooting at each other. I mean, it's, it's nothing close to that. Now, even close to like a dirt, like where it's just like random terrorist cells going around, uh, you know, attacking, uh, you know, something like Ireland or whatever. No, we won't have that either. Like the way Ireland was. What, what was it? The IRA, the Irish Republican Army, whatever they were. Um, all right. Nothing even like that. Now, okay. So, yeah. Someone says ammo is sold out. Yeah, I, I, I've heard that. People were like, when Obama was president, people were, were buying ammo, okay? I mean, yeah, ammo is sold out. I mean, yeah, it's been sold out for quite some time. People bought, bought, bought the, the cool. I think that's. I think that's fine. It's it, because ammo is sold out. Because people have bought, uh, have been armed for years and years and years. What happened in Australia? What happened in New Zealand? Could not happen in the United States of America. What they, they shut the lockdowns they had in New Zealand, and the lockdowns they have in Melbourne, what could not be tried in the United States of America. That's when, when you say that, but. It's, it's a whole new left because the government knows they don't want to get into something dirty like that. That's dirty, man. Um, but it's, it's, it's not coming to that. I mean, what you see is what you get. You see a bunch of bored kids and, and, and some and bored inner city people and bored whoever who don't have jobs, who want to steal, who think it's all right to steal, are stealing and, and looting and breaking things, all right? And occasionally one has a weapon and kills the other one. And we can still see that after the election. Um, but that e all the stuff that we're seeing right now in, in, the, in Portland and Seattle, it could be stopped so easily. So easily. Okay? It could be stopped so easily. But there's, there's politics behind it now. The, there, there's a certain mentality among certain local leaders. If they let this go on, this is going to... And it could really backfire on them too. This is going to, uh, they're so into politics and being good servants to their party that they think, oh, look, I, I, I'm, I'm giving up, uh, 
I'm giving a little anarchy in my city. I'm having a little chaos in my city to bring down the current federal regime. They think it's going to help that. I mean, that, it's sickening. It's sickening that some people have that mentality, but some people have them. That, that's the way it is. But if if we still have the same federal regime, if, if um, after November 3rd, th there's going to be a moment of, of, of truth for, for these city mayors, okay, and these governors. They, they, they can't let it go on forever. It could easily be stopped. You can have law and order pretty easily if you want to. Um, it, it's just that they've, They've tied the hands of the the entities that can administer that law and order. Now, no one's being prosecuted or very few people are being prosecuted. Very few people are being arrested. They're just letting people destroy. There's no respect for private property. It's very sad. But um, if they let that continue, the no respect for private property continue, more producers are going to leave their cities and states and go other places. And it's already started. And there's a link to below. I was going to mention this at the end, but Tour de Meester retweets and posts real stories of people leaving San Francisco. They're really people are really leaving San Francisco. It, no, it's it's not some uh, right wing conspiracy. It's not made up stuff, dudes. Producers in San Francisco they don't want to be there anymore when there's chaos and when they're all locked down. And they can't, and they now realized the other thing that's not going well for these big city people, and why we won't have civil war type of situations in these big cities is because people realize they don't have to live in these big cities anymore. A lot of workers are like, Oh, I'll just live in the County and I'll, I'll commute in a couple times a week. And uh, the one thing that this virus has brought about is a, an awakening. And I was already awake to this. I, I, I was mentioning it on my shows for years. You know, what, why do you need a, a physical headquarters in the day and in, in the internet era? Why do you need that? Why do you need to go to work every single day? Why can't you just telecommute? So a lot of people are working, uh, uh, waking up to that, and uh, that that's a positive aspect of all this. Now, I I, I wish it wasn't a nonsense uh, panic prison created by media hysteria that didn't wake people up to this. But hey, it is what it is. We can't we can't reverse what has happened. All right. But uh, yeah, I, again we. We're going to survive whatever happens, whatever the third thing of 2020 is. There's going to be something, and it probably will revolve around the election. But we're going to survive it. So don't don't take it to civil war extremes. Now, there are some lawless aspects of it and some, some third world aspects that could happen. And I'm going to get into that in a second. Uh, real quick, uh, we got an article that Justin Timberlake is thrilled to be involved in an investment group working to bring a major league baseball franchise to Nashville. I mean, this is just amazing uh, that, that still people are going, still people want to have new major league franchises for their, their broke cities. I mean, the welfare dollar, you think it, it, it rules everything. People still want their bread and circuses. Okay. They still, I mean, this is a legitimate investment still. To try to bring uh, that they that they could get away with trying to get a major league baseball team to Nashville in this day and age, I mean it, it's amazing that people are still falling for this. I mean, I, I mean I'm not saying that's it's going to happen, but it's just it's just people are ooh oh that's so great it'll make my city legitimate a baseball team a football team a basketball team a hockey team I'll forget about everything that's going on in the real world if you can just bring me that. People fall for anything. It's what they see on TV. Uh, 
going, okay. You know what? I got to skip some of this stuff here. It's just, uh, we're already at an hour almost. Podesta. Let's get to this Podesta thing. That's what I've been trying to get to all night. So, yeah, P Podesta was involved in some, he's a big Democrat guy, John Podesta. He's been involved with the Clinton campaign. So, what I'm about to read you, this this war, I heard they had some war game scenario, okay, that the, that they were trying to figure out, I think some Democratic operatives were trying to figure out uh, the scenarios of what might happen with the election. And they, they I, I didn't think anything of it when I when I heard about it. I didn't know what the what happened. Um, so if, if Podesta came up with this stuff, stuff that I thought would be very far-fetched, um, it isn't that far-fetched. By bringing this to the public attention, by not keeping this a secret, this is normalizing something that once we would have considered a very developing world, okay? Very much not like a civilized nation uh, with law and order, okay? What, what, what he suggests here, okay? So I link to the article. And in the fictional war game, however, John Podesta playing the role of Biden, contends that his party won't let him concede the race and instead alleges voter suppression. The catch-all go-to every time a Democrat loses and persuades the Democratic governors of Trump-run states such as Wisconsin and Michigan to send pro-Biden electors to, to the Electoral College. In the meantime... California, Oregon, and Washington threaten to secede from the union if Trump takes office. The Democratic House unilaterally names Biden president. At that point in the scenario, the New York Times said, uh, the New York Times Ben Smith explains, the nation stopped looking to media for cues and waited to see what the military would do. This scenario is what a real life coup might resemble. It is, needless to say, utterly insane that Democrats would destroy the nation's longstanding and peaceful transition because they refuse to accept the mandated process of electing the president, all of which is to say the proactive and retroactive delegitimization of the Trump presidency has been a successful four-year project. It permeates the entire Democratic Party's information complex. So that, that's a lot to digest right there, but... Let me break it down to you. The four, the last four years of just valuing their wealth and whoever's president and just putting this dude on a pedestal and giving him so much attention and saying and blaming everything on him has made it legitimate in people's mind that now nah, we don't we can get rid of the rule of law. He's so bad, we can get rid of the rule of law, win at any cost, you know, rearrange the electoral college, threaten uh, secession, uh, Come up with scenarios where uh, maybe generals are going to have to say who the winner is. I mean, this is stuff that would happen in Zimbabwe. This is this is stuff that would happen in, in, in developing countries, uh, in Argentina, in, in Brazil, and in, 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 it's it's a disgrace that Argentina still can be. It's not a third world country, but at times it's very developing. Argentina should be, but I mean, this is when when, when socialism permeates everything that you've got. When there's no law and order, when law and order is constantly redefined, well, this is the kind of stuff that happens. So I don't try to pedestal leaders, but I do say this. The United States is based on a rule of law, 
And to get rid of peaceful transition of power, that's a big blow to the system. All right, that's a big, a big blow to the legitimacy uh, of just the whole country. And it's amazing that people put so much of their wealth in, in, in whoever's president that they're willing to compromise all this. It is not long-term thinking when you legitimize such scenarios. So obviously if John Podesta is bringing this stuff up, he's not just pulling it out of his backside. I mean, Hillary Clinton already said that Biden should not concede. Something like this was unheard of, unheard of in the United States. In, in the in the day, even when we had the Gore and Bush thing in 2000, none of this, none of this was on the table at all. Whatever the result, I mean, there was some controversy in Florida. They were gonna they were gonna say what it was. They brought lawyers in and whatever, and that was it. It was over. And the Supreme Court said so. It was over. It was done in a lawful manner. Now, so the whole point of California threatening to secede. Logically, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, he, he, he should want Trump to win. Why am I saying that? Because G G Gavin Newsom will get to run. Uh, if Biden wins, Gavin Newsom won't get to run for president in 2024. OK, it's whoever whoever is president in 2024 will be the Democratic nominee. All right, because Biden, Biden's not going to last till 2024. All right, I guess it will be a Kamala will be president or something like that in 2024. So Gavin wouldn't be allowed to run. No, well, he would be. He'd be allowed, but the Democratic Party, he wouldn't do it. So there's there's a part of Gavin Newsom that obviously wants Trump to win. But imagine the scenario that Podesta. Po how, why would Gavin Newsom say I am threatening to uh, California is going to secede unless Biden becomes president? Well, I can think of a scenario. It would be this, that they that's all beforehand. They're like, well, if X, Y, Z happens, Gavin, you've got to threaten this is California to secede. And if you do this and Joe Biden becomes the president, even though he didn't win, then, um, in, you know, in February, Joe Biden is going to resign. And then Kamala Harris will name you vice president of the United States of America. Can, can you see? So I'm just putting it on the table. I'm putting it on the table how some of these scenarios that might seem illogical could be logical, quote unquote, logical. Now, I just did think of something in my head that could uh, that could negate that. The, the, the president and the vice president aren't allowed to be from the same state. But I don't know if that's true if one someone will have to look this up they they maybe that a ticket isn't allowed to be from one state when you're running um for election but if someone resigns is that allowed for for for, for the the vice president to be from the same state as a president i do not know about that so i'm just thinking out loud there you see me the thinking process going on. okay guys but the point is is that now we're living in a world where California threatening to secede or the governor of Wisconsin uh, saying, oh, no, we're not sending uh, Trump electors. We're sending Biden electors. This, this is something that could happen. It's, it's on the table. It has been normalized. And there are plenty of people that say, well, well so what? The system is uh, the system is racist. So, <laughs> you know, anything goes, you know, anything goes. No, no law and order. Law and order is racist law. You know, or you know, he was a dictator. So we we have to resort to to this type of thing.
It's it's out there on the table now, people. Now, so if all let's say that it really did happen. Let's say if it really everything that I just said happened, uh, that California threatens to secede, and then uh, all right, we got to keep the union together. So this state is going to send different electors, and we're just Biden won. Biden, we don't want California to leave the nation. So so Biden won, and Biden's president, and everything starts out in February, and then he resigns, and Kamala becomes president, and. It's 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 a year from now. It's September 2021, and uh, Kamala's president, and uh, and uh, what's his face is, uh, and Gavin is is vice president. We'll still be alive, dudes. They're not going to be civil wars, and life will go on. It it will be a blow to the integrity of what the United States was, um, but life will go on, and there will be major market disruptions if all of those things happen. Okay, so hang on to your Bitcoin. Don't don't be freaked out. Um, but life will go on and we'll just and there'll be people and you can complain and say it wasn't fair. And indeed, it won't be fair under the scenarios that were just uh, given. That's not fair. But hey, uh, life isn't fair sometimes. And you go. I'm sure if it gets to that, that there will be some states that will be there, become very independent after that and just be like, you know, federal government. It's clear that you are so corrupt. You've done so many corrupt things. We're, not, we're just ignoring you now. So if California could threaten to secede, then we're going to threaten to secede or we're just not going to do we're not we're not going to listen to you anymore. So it's 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 not long term thinking on 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 any on California's part or on John Podesta's part for this scenario to happen. This is going to set into motion other states to do. You've got to remember, it's 50 states. Now, something that people should keep in mind, though, with the current United States system um, I very much, I mean, I, I couldn't, I wouldn't have been able to believe this four years ago. Uh, but in terms of the way politics works and government works in the United States, if if all this happens, if and it happens the way I just said it happens, or something messy like that, then if it's if that's already on the table, if such lawlessness is already on the table, then what we'll see is um, it wouldn't surprise me if they just they have a vote. Uh, well, they they pack the Supreme Court, and then with once the Supreme Court is packed with liberal justices, you can get you can get basically anything done. Everything's constitutional. You can get rid of the electoral college. You can say that there shouldn't be a hundred senators anymore; that it should be proportional, or that Wyoming or certain states shouldn't even have senators, or certain states shouldn't be states anymore. Just, all sorts of wackiness can happen. But but in the end of the day, even if they get rid of Wyoming being a state or South Dakota, the other the states that they take away their statehood from will combine to be another state or another country. And so there are there are long term there's a get, there's a push and a pull to all this. Okay, if you take things to one extreme, you're going to see the others. There's still people on the other side that can form a, a rational, law abiding uh, state in, in in the United States. So I, I went on for that. Uh, for a while, um, but I just want to say there is a lot of there's a lot on the table now. When you have New York Times articles quoting John Podesta, not hiding anything about war games or whatever you want to call it, it's all it's all out there on the table. So don't be surprised if any of this stuff happens. Unfortunately, the market will be uh, uh, surprised. Okay, World Economic Forum. Oh my lord, what? I'll talk about this next time. It is just a. Uh, I, I thought some of the stuff people said about the World Economic Forum was like conspiracy stuff. Man, they've got some 
insane headlines there. It's like the SJW forum. And I just want to see if there are any more questions because I want to end the show. We've talked to for uh, over 70 minutes here. Wish Canada was a republic of states. Well, let me tell you something. If, if, if California can threaten to, and this hasn't happened yet, but if California threatens to secede, if the whole West Coast threatens to secede, then doesn't secede, and then the United States becomes you know, a place where the rule of law has been forgotten and the Supreme Court is packed, uh, then why not have a bunch of other states threaten to secede and get Alberta to threaten to secede and form a new country with Alberta? Okay, I mean, at, at that point, anything's possible. It, it'll if the United States is in that state of lawlessness, and it, it'll definitely drift into Canada. And uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I I could foresee that thing for, for foresee that happening. And I still, I'm, well, anyway. I, I still think Alberta should try to leave Canada. Uh, it's a lot harder for Alberta to leave Canada without um, the United States starting to break apart, though. If the United States starts to break apart, it'll be easy for Canada to break apart. Uh, and you know what? United States breaking apart wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. We could still share the same army, all right? It could be like, okay, here's this United, United States A, United States B. We're not fighting each other. We, we have the same army. We're using the same uh, rules to get. We're just not together anymore. Okay, we've got a separate Senate. We got a separate. Yeah, there's a lot of scenarios that could could come about this. It's a shame if everything would have to break apart, but there was there would still be some unity. We could have a new definition of what unity. Uh, and again, unity is not always a good thing, but a new definition of how the states and how North America is organized. But we could still be as economically productive as ever. Who knows? We'll see. I, I try to take I take I take a positive outlook at all this. Even though this is some negative stuff I'm saying and some unprecedented stuff, I don't foresee it turning into a civil war. I see it turning into a perhaps uh, turning into a new futuristic way of uh, setting up the United States and Canada and North America and who knows what else in the Western world. Um, we can have we can have an SJW part of the United States and a non-SJW part. Maybe people do need to be a part, all right? Because people are so freaking tribal now; it's disgraceful. It's this. This all boils down to tribalism, okay? This this willing to get rid of lawlessness boils down to tribalism. That's why I talked about critical race theory before. Um, if everybody still had an individual mentality, and, and so few people do. They would love the United States just the way it is, where we don't want government any government interference. I mean, we just want people to have the, you know, not have the government step on them and let people be creative. And that's how ec economies grow. And that's how people, how life improves. You just don't get in productive people's way. But we've gotten to this situation of envy where it's just like, I can't let productive people be successful if I can't be successful. If I don't have as much as they do, then they can't be successful. You know, that's income, income inequality isn't real. It is just an envious mindset that stifles that stifles so many people. It's disgraceful. Okay, I'm making a I'm making Republic of Alberta hats, Bitcoin Meister. I'll get you one. Dude, Towers Comics, you say I don't wear hats. Um, this is a headband, everybody, but um, if you get a shirt, I'll wear it on the show. Man. Uh, 
But don't, don't worry about getting me stuff, guys. I, people send me so much stuff. I th Thanks so much for all the stuff. Okay, Roman Q says, Bitcoin Meister, Trace used to talk about states having a lot more power than they currently use. Yeah, I agree with that. They have power to make federal laws null and void. Well, that's – we've had controversies about that in the past. Hopefully, states start exercising their rights. Now, the, the null and void stuff was from before the Civil War, okay? Um, and I'm not an expert on – that aspect of it, but I will agree. Okay, I, and I, I, I think states should be able to make uh, make uh, federal laws uh, to avoid federal laws. I think they should be, but that that it, states were trying to use that in a way to uh, stifle freedom. Okay, with with minorities, they they use they you know we should not have had slavery at all. I mean that was so wrong, and so. Some of that null and void stuff was to keep slavery around. And that's that is slavery is the ultimate violation of the individual's right. So there was there was no there was never a right to slavery. The states did not have a right to, to continue slavery because that is just the the ultimate uh, attack on individuals rights. That's just it's, it's unspeakable. It's 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 horrible that it happened. I mean, it was it was terrible. But, uh, if, you know, if a state is. I think it's for a state can void illegitimate laws uh, of the uh, of, of the federal government. Okay, yes, I do believe that. But what those states were trying to do back in the day, the government was saying you can't have slavery, and they were they were trying to say no, 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 we're avoiding that law that slavery is illegal. We're getting rid of that. <laughs> we're saying it's legal now. But going back to Trace's main point, the states right now are not. They can definitely act so much more independently than they currently do. Many of them don't because they're addicted to federal grants. Okay, they 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 don't have to abide by speed limit laws, let's say, but they do because they get uh, federal uh, highway funding. Okay, and there, there's so many other things that they 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 play by whatever the federal laws are because the the federal government gives them money. So if, if states didn't care about federal money, um, They'd be, they'd be doing a lot more. They'd be acting a lot more independently. And per, we will we would see that if everything I talked about plays out, okay? If it gets to that kind of insane situation. Um, and I keep on saying South Dakota. but you know, South Dakota might become the richest state in the world or in the United States. You, you never know what can happen. All right. Let, because productive people will, uh, they will walk as, and they are walking out of plenty of cities right now. All right, dudes, I'm cutting this short a little bit. I know there's um, there's a lot of – I'm going to have to erase some of the topics that are below, um, the links that are below, because I, I, I'll talk about them next show. All right, dudes, thank you a lot uh, for, for uh, all the questions, everybody. Keep on asking them. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video, and I'm just trying to see if I just skipped anything. Oh, World Economic Forum. I did say I only mentioned it a little bit. <laughs> just that they're SJ. It's just so SJW, man. I am just. We'll talk about World Economic Forum more uh, next time. I talk about the UN, which is obviously related to the World Economic Forum, uh, about how they. Just the, the SJW that these organizations shouldn't even exist. They're worrying about stuff that you don't need to worry about. It's they're not real issues. Oh, my Lord. So 
I know I had World Economic Forum in the title. Sorry if I disappointed, but I did talk about the UN. I'll talk. I'll leave the World Economic Forum links below. You click on them, and it, there's like a show on the World Economic Forum site. It's like called the the Global Reset. That's like the real. That's they they, they want a global reset. I, I thought it was conspiratorial type of something. It's we'll talk about it more next time. Pound that like button, everybody. Th thanks a lot. I. Uh, we, we had a long one, and uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow with the regular One Bitcoin show. Bye-bye.